welcome to the ninth episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. It is Monday, May 19th. We are here to discuss the best and worst in the world of bikes. We introduce a new segment, and we will take a look at our Velo Games Giro d'Italia Fantasy Cycling Challenge. Our podcast is available on both iTunes and Stitcher. Just search The Slow Ride, and our website, theslowridepodcast.com, is a great resource for all the links of the things we discuss. Quick note, the streaming troubles still exist. We're working on it. Just download the podcast. It's much easier. My name is Tim Hayes, and I am in Gainesville, Florida, where I co-own a bicycle shop called Swift Cycle. You can find me on Twitter at the Super Rookie. I'm joined by Matt, the little guy, Alan, a bicycle messenger Hi. in Minneapolis. Matt, what was the very first bike you bought with your own money? Um, actually, the first bike I bought was a uh, a Haro Master, an '89 Haro Master. I didn't buy it in 1989. I bought it in, I guess, 2000. '89 Haro Master teal with the split top tube and the fork, the frame stander, fold down frame standers on the fork. Um, oh man, that thing was sweet. It got stolen though, but oh, that was my dream bike. So ah, nice. Could you do a wheelie? No, <laughs> no, but I could I could do other tricks, um, but I can never I could never wheelie. Right. Um, I could do other things. I don't know what they were called. Well, but Matt, I could, do, I could do a tail whip. I can do a nice. tail whip. Matt can be like reached that. at the little guy Matt on Twitter. Just look for the egg icon at little guy Matt. And Spencer Howe is in Boston, Massachusetts, where he works in the industry. He can be found on Twitter at at Spencer Howe. H-A-U-G-H, and let's cut right to the chase and get the garbage out of the way with the Giro <clears throat> d'Italia and the Fantasy Cycling League on Velo Games. Spencer. What? Why, what's, is something going on? What's going on with it? <laughs> I hate you already. I don't want to do this segment. You right now are currently slaying it in the Slow Ride Podcast Super League. Congratulations for randomly winning the lottery. <laughs> is it random? Oh. I don't think it's random because all his good riders are also my good riders. He just happens to have one one or two other riders three that I don't or four. have. I mean, <laughs> I will give credit where credit is due. We are doing a the Giro d'Italia, the three-week stage race in Italy, just entered its uh, – today was its first or second rest day, but just ended its first week of racing. And spent and we have a online fantasy cycling league at Velo Games. 47 people are entered. And Spencer Howe is currently in second place behind our good friend, uh, Miss Meow. How do you do it, Spencer? Well, you just know a little something about cycling. It kind of helps. Um, so so actually my theory <clears throat> was to take uh, a couple of good Italians, um, not the best Italians, but good Italians, because they always perform well. There's always a sneaky Italian that does extra well in the Giro. Um, <clears throat> they have that... Uh, I don't know, home court advantage or something. I'm like, and and then you gotta find the sleeper. You really gotta identify the sleeper. The guy who was like top, like he was like tenth to fifteenth somewhere last year maybe, and who's you know gonna make that step up to the next level this year. And for me, it was uh, Saxo Bank. Um, uh, what's his name? I'm totally spacing his name. Uh -huh. Anyway, yeah. He's killing it. Uh, he's in fourth right now. He's been uh, finishing well up with the leaders. And, um, yeah, so he's my points bonanza um, on top of everybody else who was awesome that I picked. Well, I do want to give credit to Miss Meow, who is currently beating you, um, ranked 80th in the world. So we have a yeah. 
Um, but so right now, the top three for the uh, Louisville Foam Party water bottles, Miss Meow, Spencer Howe, and Brian Girding. And the final three, Jeremy, Nicole, and Gafsa, not doing so hot. But, you know, there's still two weeks of racing left. And I, I'm impressed. Michael, or, you know, Matthews was definitely the guy that I think is, you know, the sleeper. But we do need to point out that Sven Tuft has gone from worst to first, had the pink jersey, and now he's already the Lantern Rouge at the Giro d'Italia. Yes. That's impressive. That's a slide. He fell, though, in that big crash, I think. so. And, you know, the the internal competition between Spencer, Little Guy, and myself is that the winner gets to write two paragraphs – one each that we have to read verbatim on the next podcast. So, Spencer, have you already started sharpening your pencil and getting to work? Yeah, I've been refining it uh, over the last four or five days already. So, I don't know. I'm not that far behind you. I wouldn't get you're not. Far. You're not actually. Your team. I'm. Is I'm. I'm in well. sixth place. I'm not doing amazing, a, but I'm solid. A, <laughs> I'm within striking distance. <laughs> you have a large number of Italians on your team, which means I have. You know, I have some dangerous. secret Italians who haven't done anything yet, and so that hopefully means they're saving themselves for the third week and not just well in poor form. You also have Quintana, little guy. So I do, but Quint- so doesn't Spencer? Spencer, no. don't you? Have Spencer no, no, not. I don't. That's the. Oh, this is over then. This is totally over. I've won. So I will start writing my paragraph right now, and you guys. You you better start because it's going to take a while for your dial up to email it to us. So, anyways, there's our uh, update on the Velo Games Fantasy League. Let's get right away to the best of the week in cycling. And, Hmm. um, Spencer, what do you've got uh, that, that to you is the best thing going on right now? Uh, The best for me in cycling this week, actually, we've got. The Jira going on, like you said, and we've also got the Tour of California, um, which is fantastic for for bike racing fans. You get to watch the Jira in the morning, then you know when you're at work, um, pretending to you know check your emails or whatever, and then uh, you know you you go to lunch and then you come back and the Tour of California is on, so you can stream that for a while. It's it's a great week um, while they're both happening, and the most exciting thing about that is that. Um, Breakaways are are actually staying away. Usually, you know, the breakaway is uh, a couple of guys get off the front early, try and get some sponsor airtime on the TV. Uh, they're not really going to win the race. But uh, for some reason this week in both races, uh, there's been successful breakaways happening. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the underdog is starting to win. And it's that's always exciting. So my, my best of the week is, is successful breakaways. So what's your... What- what constitutes like a, a successful break? Are you talking Taylor Finney's breakaway? Cause it was like just in the final 20 K at tour to California. Or are you talking like, you know, the guy that gets up early in the morning and attacks at the neutral flag and is out there for the entire day? Like what, what constitutes a good breakaway for you? Oh, I don't know. Like I want, <laughs> honestly, I just got a text message. And I wasn't listening to your question. You want to repeat that? <laughs> Well, and with that, uh, let's go to... <laughs> all right, all little... right, all right, all right. Well, Little Guy is the king of breakaways, so that would be a, a natural... Um... Yeah, I've been in a breakaway, I think. <laughs> that would be a natural segue to Little Guy. What was your uh, best thing in cycling this past week? Uh, mine would have to be the Almanzo, which I which I took part in on, um, on Saturday. People don't know, it's a long... And very hilly gravel race in southern Minnesota. It's, it's free, and there's like 1,300 people in it. And um, 
it's long and brutal and fun, and uh, that was my best, I guess. So, well, explain the gravel excitement that is the Almanzo for people. Well, it's, what? you know, it's you get cue cards, and they tell you where to turn, and then they set you off, and then you're in a big group, and you don't look at your cue cards for a really long time, and you just follow people. And that uh, makes it really easy and scary because everybody turns at the last second and people run into each other at the bottom of hills. And there was um, there was some pros there this year. The Raleigh Clement team was there, so that was cool. I got to ride next to like Jamie Driscoll and and uh, and Ben Burden and uh, and uh, Craig. What's his name? I'm sorry, I forgot. Oh, Craig Ethery. Oh my God, that guy. Yeah, he was there, and there's another guy from them, and then uh, Spencer's favorite uh, cyclocross, French cyclocross racer. I got to ride with her for a while, um, so, so it was what, exciting, and I, I didn't do terribly. What place did I you did get? feel terrible. I don't know. I have no idea. Actually... How long did it take you to finish? What was your finish time? Um, you know? The bo- Boyle, Eric, and Ian said I came in about six and a half, but they okay. weren't sure. I don't have a computer. What's the like? Who won it? What's the winning time? Is it the same course every year? Super hilly. It's about. I feel like this year it felt like the same course as last year. I don't. I don't know for sure, but it's pretty close to the same course. Um, Eric Thompson won it, which is amazing and awesome. Um, he's just, just crushing it. Eric Thompson can't lose a bicycle race in Minnesota. Thompson won. Driscoll got second. Bergman got third. I think Burden was fourth. So. Solid, awesome showing for the local boys, first and third. Um, you know, making a little pro sandwich there. But um, Thompson's pretty unstoppable right now. He's amazing. So, yeah, definitely, off to him. definitely exciting to see a local guy do well. So yeah, he's crushing it. On a Almanzo, just real quick, your favorite bike event that you do, or you know, up there. Oh, by far, it's like Marty's pretty good. But Almanzo's a little bit better. So the Marty, the Marty Road Race, in so yeah. you like that for the course, but the Almanzo, the whole experience is what you do. Yeah, yeah, I like I like the Marty for the course, but no, Almanzo is it's beautiful country, roads are beautiful, people are nice, it's free, um, it's just great to do a race where there's like all abilities there. People are taking five and a half hours mm-hmm. to twelve hours or so. Um, it's just a ton of fun. The town's great. Um, I went down the night before and camped at a free campsite. The town has a free campsite, so you free camping, um, hang out, do a great bike ride, and uh, found some mushrooms afterwards in the woods. It was good times. My, my favorite of the week, and I just caught it today while the uh, students were watching the Civil War classic Glory. Um, it's the end of the oh school year. It's the end of the school year. So the you know Ken Burns and Steven Spielberg or whoever are doing What's a great next? job. Wait, wait. Are you going to show them Dances with Wolves? Can you? Uh, I'm, I don't know about Dances with Wolves. I'm thinking of showing them the Postman. But you know. Ooh. Yeah, that one's very topical. Very topical. So, as the kids were watching Glory for the you know the the fifth hour, and all of a sudden I got the link from the Sports Center not top 10 where sports center does their like 10 worst of the week and on there was of the gentleman that went off the front at the tour to california and thought he had won and because it was a circuit race on the final day they were doing five laps of the circuit he comes along at lap four and when he's getting the bell and one to go he is celebrating like nobody's business he's on that Jameis hagen bergman team 
oh man, he is like high five in the air. It is some excitement. And then you kind of see at the end the oh crap look that comes along his face. Oh, it took him a while. It took him a long while. The crowd, you could hear the crowd on the live feed just saying, no, no, keep going. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was heart wrenching. (laughs) (laughs) It was. We're back with the worst in cycling for the week of Monday, May 19th. So I will start. Um, I just want to touch base with Florida cycling. There seems to be an epidemic that is starting to spread that I have got to put a stop to. First, it was incorrect podium placement of the hands. Only (laughs) the first place racer gets to put both hands up on the podium and then outside second and third place just put up your outside arm don't try to steal the shine of the winner they don't what uh, if they all do it together that's they, not okay no it's no it's not because mm. there's no it's not it's not it's, it's just okay but that's not what even what i'm talking about now there's this scourge that is crossing through florida cycling in which the winner takes his bicycle with him or herself mm. and puts it in front of them on the podium so if they're standing in first place right at their feet is their bike yeah. And I hate that. It's disgusting. That, that, was, that was happening in Minnesota during the cross season last year, too. Yes, that, that Ooh, needs to yeah. stop. That is not what a podium is for. Really? Get a finish line photo when you're crossing with your arms up and point to your bike. Get off your bike when you're crossing the finish line with the bike over your head and celebrating. Don't bring that bike to the podium. <laughs> my my whole My whole idea is that I'll eventually win a race, and I can bring the teapot up, <laughs> get the podium shot, and then from there, I can launch the brand. Until then, that's why I've been holding off. I got the website all built. I got the, the product all in the basement and painted and ready to go. I'm just waiting for the win so I can get the, pro- mm. like, get the product launched you know, right. Wow. It's going to be so, tricky, little guy. Yeah, well, it's going to be tricky. It's... So, so Little Guy's own teapot bicycle company, which is the only bicycle company I know of that takes an old red line and spray cans <laughs> it and then just draws a <laughs> – teapot on there and then that's the new company you'd um, be surprised i bet there's probably some other companies that basically take old red lines yeah. from from taiwan and repaint them so so little guy you get the your you get the variance when you win a race you can bring that bike up to the front but man okay. that needs to stop so spencer what's your uh, worst of the week uh well Continuing on the theme of cross, you know, we had a very sad announcement today, and it is a huge bummer. Um, uh, the the news of Niels Albert uh, being forced to retire early due to uh, due to his health conditions is, you know, that's no fun, and uh, and it's uh, you know, it's definitely going to be the worst of the week for me. Um, you know, he's uh, he's not my favorite cross racer by any stretch of the imagination um but i always like to see him there like he animates the race he makes things exciting he's a he is a true champion and uh you know um i don't you know i like to see him get beat just because uh you know everybody has their favorites and and whatever but uh you know i don't you never want to see anybody like actually have to stop racing like so huge bummer uh big loss for the everybody and uh you know, worst of the week for sure. Do you think that this is Sven Nice's worst of the week because now he's lost his 
you know, Batman is to Joker kind of situation, right? Like now he's yeah. lost his enemy, he's lost the victim, and now he has absolutely his, his brand is no more. I think I think he'll I think he has plenty of people to to uh, beat on and 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 worry about still, but yeah, definitely I think he's definitely his uh, number one rival most of the time. So yeah, yeah I mean, rival. you you can watch the. Uh, the wonderful Sven Ness videos by Crosshairs and uh, and watch the dissection of the race as just Sven watching Nils Elbert and if Nils is going Sven's going and if Nils is off the back Sven's sitting up and chilling like waiting to make his move later like he a lot of his race depends on what Nils is doing and, uh, and you know that uh, speaks volumes about uh, Nils's abilities you know uh he's he's a serious guy and with that little guy what's your worst of the week you know i i don't know i i i kind of don't have a worst of the week i I just it was all sunshine and and roses and and bicycle land for me so um that that's it i'm just happy really yeah i don't have a worst this is shocking Uh, information i mean i mean maybe i guess scarponi got hurt and that was pretty sad We'll be right back with the all-new over-under section of the back with an all-new segment that we're going to call Over Under here on the Slow Ride Podcast. Basically, just kind of a rapid-fire question-and-answer session with the experts of cycling. This week, I'll take the the reins to ask the questions, and uh, you guys are going to set a line, and then the others will take either the over or the under. So, little guy, how many stages will Cadell Evans win at this year's Giro d'Italia? There's two weeks left. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm just going to go with... I'm going to go with one. One. I think he'll win one. He'll win like the TT stage, but I don't think he'll win anything else. All right, and, uh, Spencer, you gonna take the over or the under on that? Taking the under. I don't think he's gonna win any. Oh. Ooh, you don't even think he'll win the time trial stage? I think he'll win no. the time trial stage. No. I don't think he'll really? win any. I I think he will win the race, but he will do it without winning any stages. I mean, mm-hmm. I like to think of Cadell in the time trial because with these recent rule changes on the one hour. Um, Record that how UCI says you know you can use modern bikes for the one hour race. Yeah, I'm starting to think that Cadell like changes just around the corner where they're gonna allow like a chin fairing for him, and then mm. then he'll really start winning some of these time trials. So I think he'll just win one. I will take the push on that one. Okay. All right. All right. So how sure. many minutes will Cadell win the Giro by? Uh he's not. I don't think he's gonna win. I think. I think he's gonna he's gonna let it slip. So I think I think he'll maybe be on the podium, but like two minutes down or something. Who's gonna win? Uh, I don't know, little it's dude from AG2R. Come on. You know, little guys. <laughs> Dominio, po- yeah, Posazio or whatever. I think I think he's got it this year. He's he's looking really good. I think Iran's looking good, and and Quintana's looking good too. But I think I think our small Italian friend he's he's gonna come to life in this second and third week. What do you think, Spencer? Uh, so how about that for you? Do you think Cadell will win? Little guy says no. Do you think he'll win? Little guy's crazy. Little guy's got way too much faith in these tiny climbers. Um, Cadell, He's on your team. 
I know, I know. Cadell will win the Giro because there's a time trial. So how many points will you two lose to me in the Velo Games Fantasy League? <laughs> well, I'll beat you by about five or six hundred points, and then Spencer will beat you probably by about eight or nine hundred points. Well, I I, I disagree. Um, I am going to really? take the under. Yeah. Uh, let's um, let's uh, move. How many? <laughs> no, let's move on from the next. Okay. Um... No explanation. No explanation. <laughs> no more questions. No more questions. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna move on here. Um, let's move on to away from the Giro d'Italia. Let's get down to um, some nitty gritty of just kind of between us. Is um, Spencer? I want you to set yeah. the line. I will take either the over or the under. Little guy, you are not involved. So Spencer, with the end of the Tuesday night World Criterium Championships in Minneapolis, Minnesota, coming to an end, will little guy earn a point at this year's Tuesday night World Championships? I don't. I don't think he's got it this year. Uh, to be brutally honest. You know, I think he's been lacking. I think he's been lackadaisical in his training. Uh, I think he's been spending too much time at the apple orchard farming, uh, wow. shoveling manure, and uh, and just not enough focus on uh, on the drive that he needs to really get the job done. The important um, stuff, yeah. You know, he's he's okay. he's letting he's letting Tuesday night dreams slip away from him, uh, on in you know in pursuit of bigger goals in the cross season, so, which makes no sense. So no you've sense set the points. You've set, you've set the, the bar very low. It's either you're at zero and I can't take the under cause there's nothing under. So little guy, <laughs> I have zero faith that you're going to score a point. Oh, oh no. Um, this, in this Guys. next, in the next time. But yeah. I think in the, if we extended it out for next year, there's a good chance that maybe you, uh, you know, slip one away, kind of like in short track speed skating at the Olympics when the last place guy comes around because everyone else crashes and then they get across the line. <laughs> so, little guy, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to agree with Spencer. I don't think you have what it takes this year. Oh man, you guys, I don't, I wasn't even gonna maybe go tomorrow, but maybe now I need to, <laughs> maybe I need to see, do it. See, just, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Just All right. to try to prove you wrong. <laughs> I was, I was like, eh. And next question, little guy, start with you and Spencer. Tell me if you, you agree or disagree or whatever on a little guy's answer. Little guy, yep. what is the race entry fee you are willing to pay for like an average cyclocross race? So what, what is the number that will turn you away? Like it, you're oh, at the very man. top, and that's that's what you'll do. That's hard. You know, that's kind of hard because I have paid. You know, I've paid thirty dollars for some crap races. I gotta say. Um, but I, I've sort of thinned it down. So for a crap race, I'm gonna say twenty. For a decent race, I'll pay thirty, and for like a like a bigger race, I've obviously am insane. I'll pay forty five dollars to race for an hour and have Trybone uh, lap me and crush my spirit. All right, and Spencer. More or less agree. Um, I think local races should be 25. Um, you know, uh, so I kind of split the difference there between little guy. You know, he's kind of separating out crappy local races from decent local races. Um, I would like to see everybody charge 25, and I'd like to see the crappy races just go away. Um, <laughs> okay, so so little disparity on the the costs you're both wrong the maximum amount of money that you should pay for a bike race is 25 to 30 dollars unless it's a usgp those this is, those what, this is why questions. we should all appreciate almanzo and what they do yes oh, yeah. the almanzo with nice totally. and just uh kind of spitballing let's get into our commuter focus here oh um spencer Excellent. yes 
No, I don't. On, on my commute what? to work. What's the question? Okay. On my commute to work, how many stop signs or stop lights do I not stop at on the way to work every day? I counted today on my way that I run okay. that stop sign, I run that stop light. How, how many how long, do you think? How long is your commute? How many My miles? commute is two and a half miles to work. Okay. You stop for all the red lights, but you roll six stop signs. So question, do I stop completely at the red lights or do I roll through the red lights after stopping? You treat them like you should treat a stop sign legally. You okay. stop, foot down, you go when it's clear. So I treat the stoplight like a stop sign. I treat the stop sign like a yield sign is what you're saying. Like the classic... More or less. Okay. Yeah. Six. Unless it's a four-way stop, then you just go without regard. Little guy. Oh, so I bet it's like ten, 10 or something. I don't know. Do you, think, do you think I stop? No, I don't think you stop. I bet I bet with the, maybe like the school bus pulls up behind you and then you try to look like you're you know really responsible for the kids. <laughs> you know, you're like, foot down kids, foot down, look both ways and they're like, Oh, Mr Mr. Hayes, <laughs> he's such a do gooder. But no, I bet you don't stop. Alright, so I run consistently six stop signs on my way to work what? where where I kind of slow down. Boom. Like but <laughs> I also get to four stoplights that I wait at the stoplight. Like, I wait for it to turn green. Okay. And the reason why, is little guy touched on it, is that my way to work is, like, the main artery, and I've totally gotten a bunch of kids that are like, Mr. Hayes, I saw you riding your bike today. And I'm like, oh, man. So I have to follow the rules. And if I don't <laughs> see them, I would totally be going through them nonstop. Mm-hmm. All right, final commuter question, and always one of my favorites. But, um, Spencer, I want you to set the um, – the number here, and little guy, you tell me if he's over or under. Okay. So, Spencer, when a cyclist gets honked at by a car, what is the likely percentage that that car is a Pontiac? Oh. It's got to be 85%. I'm well, no, see, Pontiac's out of business now, so there's not as many new ones churning out every year. Ah. That just raises the likelihood that they'll honk. Yeah, they're they're rusty now and like broken and I don't know though. There's mm, there's some others, you know. Some some others are starting to creep into that uh, Pontiac realm. So what's replaced the Pontiac, real quick? It's could... it's a lot of Chrysler products actually, like um, the 300s um, and some of the all the Chevys. Pretty much every Chevy, the Impalas and and the uh, Malibus and. Yeah. So, so do you have a number for how what percentage of it is a Pontiac? Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Yes, four out of every five is a Pontiac. All right, four out of every five is a Pontiac. Okay, little guy, how do you uh, feel on that? You know, I, I was I was thinking about this earlier. I I think it's probably a little lower. I bet it's more like seventy because you got you got Chrysler three hundreds. Yeah. Those things love Chrysler, to honk. Chrysler three hundreds do honk a lot. Um. You got any anyone in an old LHS, the beautiful LHS from the 90s. Yes. Um, those things, those things. I think the horns are permanently on. Um, like Spencer said, any Chevy product, anything in the Chevy family, <laughs> um, in the GMC family, is is not a friend of a bicycle. But then you've always got BMW um, coming in 
um, and, and adding a little German influence to the honking and the feeling like um, they they belong everywhere and you belong nowhere. So I'm going to say like 70-some percent um, for the Pontiacs. They still make up the majority okay. of the angry, terrible honking drivers. Well, so I think you're both wrong. I think it's down near 50%, and of that 50%, what? at least 45% is a Pontiac Aztec. Um, oh, and then gosh. you've got, I mean, the BMWs. And the Dodge Calibers are huge, Ooh, but calibers, I have found right. that the biggest, the biggest yeah. horn honkers to me are the Econoline van or the uh, the Dodge Sprinter, because it's usually like a um, like a catering company that's always honking at me, or like a window repair service, or some kind of you know, it's like a company car, mm. and so that's that's what I've found at least down here. So it's kind of changed a little bit, and I think a lot of that has to do with. Uh, the demise of Pontiac and Oldsmobile. Yeah, but... it's sad. It's harder to know what cars to avoid now. You got to really, you got to know more makes and models than before. You just yeah, knew Pontiacs. it is true. It's it's harder, but yeah, <clears throat> as a rule of thumb, if you if you see a Grand Am, just move away. Just give it extra room because yeah. it's gonna do something stupid or hit you with a Mountain Dew bottle or something, <laughs> whether on purpose or completely randomly. Well, yeah, thankfully the whole GMC family is dangerous. So, so with that. <laughs> we will end this ninth episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I want to thank you for listening. You can always find us at theslowridepodcast.com. Download us on iTunes or Stitcher. And you can always email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. I've received threats of possible emails coming, but still no emails have come into our email account at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. And with that, thanks and have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. We want to thank you for flying with us We know you could have stayed home, just cried and cussed May all your guns go off if it's time to bust May all their tanks have time to rust They got the army turning bullets into gold They got the hookers turning tricks into coal And every time the police kicks in the dough An angel gas breaks, dips in the O And even if a D-boy flips in my O It ain't enough to buy shit anymore Sleep in the doorway, piss on the floor Look in the sky, wait for missiles to show It's finna blow, cause they got the TV, we got the truth they own the judges and we got the proof. We got hella people, they got helicopters, they got the bombs, and we got the, we got the, we got the guillotine. We got the guillotine, you better run.
it's like a real mic, you know, <laughs> as opposed to whatever you're using a little headset mic, and I'm using like like a two hundred dollar mic or something. So. Yeah. so, so you're raising the game. I'm I've raised the game. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he raised the game, but he couldn't be bothered to go to Radio Shack to get an adapter, so he's got to run it through the four track. Why would I go? Why would I go buy an adapter when I have an adapter? It just happens to be um, large. Don't you need and... like a, a quarter inch to eighth inch little reducer or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then wouldn't that plug right into the computer or no? Yeah, that would plug into the computer, but I wouldn't okay. be able They're to. They're like adjust... two bucks, right? I know, I know it's two bucks, but I just thought of this like an hour ago. Uh, 